1: You're going out for lunch today? Yeah. To uh, a new American diner?
0: Well, I don't know whether it is an American diner, but it's got an American diner vibe. Just um, like milkshakes and burgers and like waffles, I think, is yeah, an option. Yeah. And then raclette cheese.
1: Raclette cheese. Yes, you were telling me about raclette cheese. Because that's cheese that's heated up, is it? It's, it's
0: on a no. It's like a big wheel.
1: A big wheel of cheese, and
0: so the wheel is cut in half, and then they heat the the side of the wheel that's got the cheese visible, and then they heat the knife as well, and then they like scrape the cheese off and onto like potatoes.
1: Really, usually because I've seen people. There's lots
0: of videos of it, like viral videos of people oh, that? scraping with cheese.
1: Really? Mm. It's amazing what people will watch these days. But I uh, se- they're great. Yeah, I've seen people when I go down into Wakefield, people waddling into Wakefield and I've thought to myself, What well, they need is more cheese. That's what Wakefield needs, more That's cheese so and potatoes. I'm, it? Not ev- I'm not condoning this at, at all. It no. well, doesn't
0: uh, warrant a response.
1: Well, you say that. Should we start?
0: Yeah. Let's. <laughs>
1: So, the church is in the news, Ruth, and uh, you can probably... My faith. Yes, you, well, you can probably help me out on this, having been to a Catholic school.
0: From reception to year 11.
1: Obviously, I haven't had the benefit of a Catholic education. Uh, a so benefit. benefit. We'll, we'll discuss that in a second. There's two things that, that the church has been in the news for. Church leaders must do more to fight boredom among visitors. Uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury has said... If you can't have fun in a cathedral, you really don't know what fun is. And he That's says,
0: what I always say.
1: "Yes, me too." He says, "Too many parish churches have become like mausoleums by keeping their doors locked to the public outside." And basically, what he's saying: there was a conference in Manchester, and he's saying that churches ought to be open all the time. They ought to be fun. He said, "Cathedrals <laughs> is are a
0: fun church." It's some kind of like
1: oxymoron. Well, it possibly is. He says, "Cathedrals are about God." God is incredibly exciting until we try to bottle God up in a building and take all the excitement out. So that's one aspect he's saying. So churches ought to be maybe, and quite a few of them are doing this, they're almost like social clubs now. And this is another one, that College of Bishops meeting in Oxford, saying church, uh, the church needs to change in the way it treats gay and transgender people. Yeah. Uh, same-sex couples should be made to feel welcome even in conservative evangelical churches where the priest may believe homosexuality is sinful. The church's doctrine holds that all sex outside heterosexual marriage is a sin. Bishops are working on a teaching document to set out the doctrine in the light of changing social attitudes. I don't see how they can do that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So we did a lot of stuff when you do RE, which was compulsory at my school some catholics believe that you can pick and choose what you want to believe in the bible and other catholics believe that if you're going to believe in the bible have to believe in it all of it the bits that say a man can't lie with another man i don't know how to say this without being rude but be rude well the bible is just stupid like the stuff it says is just ridiculous it says stuff about you shouldn't wear two threads at the same time you know, if you're going to believe that, if you're going to, why are we choosing to ignore that because it seems stupid, but believe that some guy came back to life? Yes,
1: Do you well, know what I mean, it's, it's
0: very difficult. It's to very, of
1: course, it's impossible. That's why it's impossible. What they're saying, they're saying that, uh, oh, we ought to, rather like the comedian Lenny Bruce years ago said, Oh the church wants to become more commercial. They're not the church anymore, are they? Because if you mm. to believe all that ridiculous stuff." And you know, I'm saying it's ridiculous, you're saying it's ridiculous well, No, I'm not, I'm not to, saying it's ridiculous Well of course at it's all. ridiculous, it is so, No, because there
0: is it? a place for it and I Well didn't... yeah,
1: but it is ridiculous What I'm saying is you have to have, as my good friend George Michael said You've got to have faith And then you believe all of it you But take... then,
0: I don't think there's a reason to not believe in some kind of God I don't think that's stupid at all People have been, you, you know, just because It's illogical
1: though, isn't it, really?
0: Well it's no more logical than not believing in anything if there was if there was proof that there is no God, then people who believed in a God, you could call them illogical or stupid. But because there's but no proof which, either way. Yeah,
1: but you know, most religions are pretty ridiculous if you strip them down.
0: Yeah, but you can't call what loads of people base their lives around ridiculous. Well you can
1: and they can argue with you.
0: Well, I just I don't think it's ridiculous, but I just think that it's very difficult to make the argument that you can pick and choose what you believe.
1: So what are you? What are you saying? You say it's difficult to get make the argument. You can pick and choose, but that's what people do, and that's the only way to live, isn't it? Really, yeah. A, as a Catholic, you know, or you, you
0: just admit that the whole Bible is stupid, but you still believe in a God.
1: So you do, You went through the whole thing. You went the holy communion.
0: But well, I'm not confirmed. So you get so there's the sacraments, the mm-hmm. seven holy sacraments. Mm-hmm. So you get baptized when you're young, and that is the first mm. sacrament. And then you get. Well, you I have, was
1: there, wasn't I? Yeah. And I have to uh, promise that I'll bring you up as a good God-fearing Christian. I had to do that. We, really.
0: You don't say God-fearing, but oh, whatever. whatever.
1: It was something like that. I had to say yes, I do. Whatever it was, I can't yeah. remember what it was.
0: And they dip you in water. Well, they don't dip you. They. They didn't dip it. me in
1: water. It was. You they dip me
0: in water, mm. and then um, you have your holy communion when you're eight or nine, and then you get confirmed when you're thirteen, I think. But I'm not confirmed technically i don't think i'm a member of the well, not church confirmed anymore when, you, when, when
1: did you wear that
0: white that's the holy communion
1: that was the holy communion when you're
0: about eight or nine
1: and what about the others are they confirmed or are they anna's
0: confirmed and i don't think Martha or david are
1: confirmed all ah, right i didn't realize being that.
0: confirmed is a bit more of a big deal because when you're having your holy communion, it's just like Oh well everyone has a holy communion but when you're confirmed it's kind of more of a choice and you have to go to confirmation lessons and it's more of a yeah proper promise see i think i
1: could get on board with it more if it was more like like the baptist church in the southern states of america and you know and they dip you in the whole you know the river missouri or whatever and they they sort of throw you in that and then you go to the church and it's singing and it's hand clapping and it's gospel it's like dana ross and the supremes you know it seems a bit more fun i could sort of get on board with it more
0: right well that's beside the point in it really it? of what yeah. you think could be fun as someone who's never been to like you never <laughs> no but i'm saying that people really do look down on like a catholic school and stuff but honestly no one ever forced anyone at my school at least like there are i think there is an a certain amount of like catholic guilt that you kind of will follow you forever mm. but there are some really good things like I didn't even. I liked singing the songs and stuff. Not so much a high. Once it got to high school, it was very boring. But at primary school, when we did the nativity play, and we oh, that's did fun, yeah. exactly, that's really fun. And when we did Wednesday afternoons, we'd sing songs. That was really fun. Like there are bits of it.
1: Now here's something we could take from the Japanese. Uh, yesterday, the Japanese were celebrating respect for the aged it's uh, a public yeah, ho- yeah.
0: think a, about this room
1: it's a public holiday in japan respect for the aged and it's quite uh, it's quite interesting that how old people are in japan apparently the there are 35.6 million senior citizens that's people over 65 in japan makes up 28 percent of the population which is the highest in the world in uh, italy it's 23 percent are old people in portugal and germany 22 percent and we go down to the uk 18 percent so i'm I'm...
0: still a big percentage there.
1: It's a biggest percentage, it's nearly a fifth. But, you know, what they always say is there are going to be too many old people, it's going to be too much of a weight and a burden on the younger people, there's too many younger people working to keep the economy going for the older people. Now, I presume in Japan, they live for a long time because they eat all that sushi and all the uh, healthy stuff rather than eating burger and chips. Yeah, because they've
0: not got a very westernised diet. That's right. That's why China are getting more and more unhealthy because there's an opening up more and more like McDonald's and... Mm. Those
1: kind of things. So I'm assuming that the Japanese... they. State, I'm glad we
0: started off this podcast by talking about um, melted cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah, precisely. Well, that's the problem. It's raclette cheese that's doing it for the Western population. But I'm assuming that the Japanese live so long because they eat the healthy stuff. They eat raw fish and yep. all that sort of thing. We live less... There are fewer old people here.
0: Ooh, he changed that less to a fewer there. Good work.
1: <laughs> Thank you. There are fewer uh, old people here because we unhealthily we go out we drink a few pints of beer which the uh, Japanese don't do therefore in a way we're doing good we're doing good by by eating unhealthily and drinking beer and stuff because we're going to die sooner you're kind of stuck
0: with a catch-22 aren't you whereas if you eat healthily and live longer you will be a strain on the economy mm. but if you eat unhealthily then you will die sooner mm. but you can't make the choice to eat unhealthily because you think you'll die sooner
1: yeah it is a problem isn't it it is a catch 22 that in many ways
0: i've never read it
1: joseph Heller, very good book um
0: this is I was you going know to suggest it's that book club was, book club
1: book club well if we did the, the did the book club it's about six hundred pages. Catch twenty two is a very, very uh, thick book. Very good, but it's very thick, and it's one of the few books that's actually given a phrase to yeah, the British true. language. So, does it worry you that you're going when you start work, you're going to have to support I'll all these old people? You? Who are I'm not not me specifically, but the fact that there's going to be that many. Older yeah, people? Yeah, I think
0: it, it doesn't keep me up at night.
1: It's going to be a changed society, and it
0: worries me when it comes to like verting and stuff. Is that Older people vote way more than younger people. It worries me in terms of like a care industry as well. I suppose if the
1: Japanese are eating healthily, w- all right, they live to 85, 85, 90, 95, but they'll be more self-sufficient. Yeah, this is you the know, problem. You don't people want who, unhealthy yeah. aged it's population.
0: The, the, the aged population is fine, but it's the people who are going to be like um, strain on resources.
1: Let's talk Woody Allen Uh, We haven't talked to Woody Allen for a a week or two. Sun Yi, his uh, wife, has spoken for the first time uh, about their affair And the child abuse accusations against Woody Allen. She was twenty-one when she began an affair with uh, Woody Allen, who was thirty-five years her senior. So he was fifty-six; she was Mm twenty-one. She's the she's the she's the adopted child of Mia Farrow and Andre Previn, who's before your time, but he was a bit of a musical conductor. He was good at the London Symphony Orchestra, I think. And uh, he was married to Mia Farrow, and they adopted loads of kids, including Dylan. The, the claim is that uh, Woody Allen molested his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, in 1992 when she was seven years old and he's denied the allegation, he's not been charged. The, there's two abuse claims There's well. Dylan was seven years old and soon did he start a sexual relationship? She says not, not till she was 21 years old.
0: Yeah, and then there's also the um, argument about Mia Farrow kind of being emotionally abusive to... Sun Yi when she was a kid as well. Also I think there's a certain amount with this story that you'll just never know because there's so many different sides to it. Like I think that Mia Farrow really does believe what she's saying but that doesn't necessarily make her completely true with uh, no, you know and I, mean? I know exactly what
1: you mean, and there's a certain amount of recovered memory there, and we're talking one incident when she was seven, which is not within the normal range of pattern of abuse of family members. Yeah, you know, but not that, that ha- ha- not that it couldn't happen. Not have that it couldn't either. have happened. Not that it couldn't have happened. I yeah. think it's
0: complicated. But the fact that Yi and Woody Allen are still married now, when she's 47, 20 years later, it suggests that there's st- like a lot of stability there
1: yes it does um uh, do you know
0: what i mean like
1: despite all that though uh, his new film is nobody will distribute it it's called a rainy day in new york it's got jude law rebecca hall and timothy chalamet in in the movie and then nobody's uh, nobody wants to handle it and chalamet said that uh, his contract forbade him from speaking frankly but added i don't want to profit from my work on the film um, he said he donated to sexual abuse know. charities. So, um, and I know you love Timothy Chalamet. I
0: think he's great. So, yeah, well, a really good he's
1: um, he's sort of in the anti Woody Allen camp. Having although he's, well, I don't
0: know, I he's think acted Cass- in his film. Where do you sit, pro Woody Allen?
1: It's one of those things that we're, we're looking at a, an incident that uh, allegedly happened in 1992. One incident
0: yeah, but, in 1992. There's no, but there's no expiry date on abuse claims. <laughs>
1: Now a couple of things that you've been uh, looking at We'll do the music next But before we do the music Give me one of your uh, hot topics
0: A UK survey has found a sharp decline In the happiness of young women and girls Exams and social media Blamed for finding that only 25% of respondents Describe themselves as very happy
1: and Well I'm just wondering Who does describe themselves as very happy Would you describe
0: yourself as very happy? No
1: I might describe myself as If
0: you had to be very happy Happy Not happy Sad what would you go for?
1: Well, those the four. Those were cast- not
0: the four things. No, I was
1: going to say because you would. There get will be very happy. Well, happy. what I would say is I'm going to slip one category in between, and that is moderately content. So.
0: Oh, moderately content. What everyone is striving for.
1: Well, it's you not. Know, if you've got that. You've got some, you know, you're not miserable. But I've got I've like got worries, girls, I've got real worries, I've got big worries. You know, mm-hmm. you have financial worries always. You have worries about your children. You have all sorts of worries. You can get through the day in a moderately content way, but those things are always hanging out. Yeah. You know, you're worrying about the spots on the back of your tongue or something. I am worried about that. These are worries. We all have worries. Yeah, I
0: know, but that doesn't make, those are like niggling worries. Being mm. unhappy is a constant state of you know, of mm. not oh, being able really. to get up on a morning. Like, there's a difference between what well, well, I would say it's clinical
1: depression. If you can't get yeah. up in the morning, that's depression.
0: But anyway, but the fact that there were like girls under 18, that's meant to be your worry free age, yes, you, you know, should, your you childhood. Should have your of, worries you shouldn't, you should, you should class totally. yourself as happy. Totally. Your childhood and being 18 and under, being a young girl, so this is, they were ages 7 to 10, 11 to 16, and 17 to 21. Like, no 7 to 10 year old should ever be saying that they're not happy. Mm. Like I think that is the ta- the one time in your life where you should you shouldn't ever just be moderately content.
1: Well, I think the problem there is uh, I assume that some people between 7 and 10 are unhappy yeah. because of things like marriage break up.
0: There is that and there is like yeah. certain... if you're 7
1: to 10 and your daddy's just walked out or your mum and your daddy are arguing all the time, you're not going to be happy, are you? Yeah,
0: no, there are there are certain families in which that there are reasons why you're not going to be happy but I think there's when it's gone up so much between 2009 and 2018 which is the two different when the two different surveys were done I think that there's a more systemic reason of unhappiness do you know what I mean and I think that that's probably down for to kids getting phones when they're so young. I think that's, I think probably that's a good, the phone good point. thing is definitely there. The phone I also thing think is a factor,
1: but I would think also a factor is the general, probably the general sort of economic health of the country in a way, in that more phones... I a mean,
0: unemployment rates are, actually, yeah, are yeah. down. Do you know what I mean? The economy is actually quite good at the moment. We're not going through... But an work
1: en- is stressful. Jobs are a lot less secure. You know, I yeah. mean, years ago, if your dad was a postman, well, then you knew your dad was going out to work in the morning it was going to, you know, well, it was under the normal Deliver the st- normal, post. Correct. He was under the normal stresses of, you know, getting up in the morning, going out to work. But what stress he didn't have was the mm. fact that the post office was a sort of private enterprise, which is a sort of semi private enterprise, which it is now. And they're cutting people. Therefore, yeah. is, Jobs, it going to be my t- is it going to be my turn to be redundant? Is it going to be, you know, all, a lot of those people are, we, you mentioned the gig economy last week. Well, it's the gig economy, you know, big style. Yeah,
0: it is. And I I do think that that, yeah, and I think that 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 contributes. And I think that the the social media contributes. And I think that the bombardment of just pictures of stuff, whatever it is, all of the time, Mm -hmm. advertising everything. I think now, because of this sharp increase between 2009 and 2018, it has to be, there has to be more of a reason that a whole nation of young girls are unhappy that's not just related to. I mean people have always had divorces and family troubles and parents have always argued there's got to be a more inrooted inrooted.
1: No, I think there you have made a word up inrooted.
0: There's there's got so to be a more a... like something under the surface which no, I is. I think it's best with
1: systemic that you said before.
0: Systemic <laughs> Um I think
1: that's your word. You know what I mean. I know exactly. And
0: what mean. um I think
1: what's happened is that sort of general feeling of worry and unhappiness, just a general non-specific feeling, has now set in at a younger age Mm -hmm. than it had done before. Do you
0: think people are generally, whatever age, not just young girls, are less happy now than they were 30 years ago, having lived... Yeah. 30 years ago I've lived
1: a long time and I've learnt very little but I would yeah I'd agree with that general premise that people there's, by I and think large there is. I think we're a less a... less happy less unified society bizarrely if you looked at how, and we did this in sociology at university years and years ago,
0: sociology, and um, that's what they call a DOS subject,
1: is it? <laughs> no, I mean word. they do a
0: bit, but it's not really. I'm only kidding.
1: So sociology years ago, the the bizarre statistic was that during the war, when we were being bombed mm. and people were dying, we were a more unified, happier society. I think that than having something,
0: now. having like a common enemy is very powerful and there's, there's really great things about for, for women about how like the sales of red lipstick goes up during wartime when people have no money sales of red lipstick which is completely not a necessity goes up because people feel empowered <laughs>
1: Should we look at the at the mail, Ruth? Chris Burgess writes, um, Hi both, still really enjoying the podcast. Even the, she snogged him, but he snogged someone else's reality TV sections. Which over is over,
0: head. because Good. it finished last week.
1: Good, go it over my head completely. He says, music-wise, can I suggest to you both a band from the modern era that are a bit more off the beaten track. They're called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Now, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, have you heard of them?
0: Great name, though. I've not and heard of them, no.
1: I've heard of them. King, wow. this, I'll tell you why I've heard of them. My uh, hairdresser went to see them in Hebden Bridge. You know, my guy who cuts me hair, he's, they're a prog rock, but he's very much into prog rock, you know. Yeah, like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and heavy, he likes heavy metal as well they're a prog rock band from australia they recorded and released five separate separate albums last year uh, which is uh, which is some going and he went to he he told me two bands that he mentioned to me one was king gizzard and the lizard wizard which you'll have to check out and maybe we'll include, include we'll see it. if i like it yeah and the other one was psychedelic porn crumpet
0: I've Um, heard of them, just because it's a funny
1: name. Yeah, Psychedelic Porn Crumpet, who were playing at the Brudenel Social Club Mm. in Leeds, and he saw them there. So he's seen both King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and psychedelic porn crumpet. So, uh, so it seems to be there's a trend for these. I mean, years ago you did get these names. You know, whenever I see a stupid phrase, I say, oh, what a band they were. And um,
0: hilarious.
1: It's always hilarious. He says, uh, anyway, you'll either love it or hate it, but I'd be great to hear your thoughts either way. So he wants to hear our thoughts. All right, thoughts. okay. Martin Leo writes, I wanted to applaud Martin. That's me for expert intergenerational trolling right off the bat in this episode somehow turning curly fries into a symptom of the entitled snowflake generation dead right he says top marks he says i'm also pleased that even though you stopped saying i'm now going to play our trans- transitional sting before playing it
0: yeah that was annoying
1: ruth can't get away with a seamless link or a plug for the Spotify playlist without Martin hanging a lampshade on it. I think what he means is that I throw you under the bus sometimes when you're trying to. Uh, yeah, always. Transition. I just,
0: I always say something like, "Oh, sh- oh, are we going to do that now? No, we'll, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just do it, and then we don't have to say that we're going to."
1: He says, "I have to agree with the listener email about accents, though. It's uh, pretty. Which mu- one?
0: <laughs> There's multiple.
1: I think they're talking about yours. It's pretty mild." Says uh, Martin in this. He says, pretty mild, apart from the northern O. Best exemplified for me by the phrase, I've got an anecdote from an earlier episode. So uh, there you go. You're
0: not allowed to do the accent. Mm. It's
1: racist. He says, book club sounds like a great idea. Uh, Sorry, book reviewing with no wine and cake inside. Anyway, bless you for that. That's Martin uh, Leo who said that. Uh, Martin Bolton.
0: All our listeners called Martin.
1: Yes, Martin Bolton, well, it's a sort of... I think the listeners from my side of the generational gap are probably called Martin because it's one of those names, isn't it, from uh, way back? Uh, One of those names. Yeah, Martin Bolton says, uh, I'm off to the Super League Grand Final next month and Blossoms are performing the pre-game and the half-time show, but I've never heard of them. Ruth what's your opinion of them are they worthy of 20 seconds on the pod
0: they've already had they're 20 born, seconds they've had their
1: 20 seconds of fame we played the Blossoms <laughs> we played, like um,
0: yeah we played Charlemagne are they the Didn't Blossoms we? or Blossoms I, I think I they're know. the Blossoms I think so yeah I think anyway that's
1: Martin Bolton um, uh, in Birmingham
0: And um, no they are just Blossoms sorry
1: and if people want to find that yeah. song that we played if you know Martin Bolton for instance there in Birmingham if he wants to find the song
0: how would he do that oh, make it too obvious Um on Spotify, we've got a Spotify playlist, which you can find by typing in Martin and Ruth, which goes to our like page, and then you can click on the playlist. Uh, you, or you can just search Ruthie, me and my dad, and that'll take you straight to the playlist.
1: Excellent. So let's take a short break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
0: Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: And move on to this week's music choices. Should we start with mine? Yeah. This week. Well, I'll tell you what it is. You know, you were saying to me that sometimes, you know, you've got bands. uh, We've got friends at school say, oh, my mate's in a band. Let's go and see the band. And they do a few covers of current bands and Mm -hmm. maybe one or two songs they've written and let's be kind here and say the songs they've written are sometimes not of the highest quality. And and I was saying to you that somebody at some time must have uh, gone to see a a, a school band, the kids from school, and they turned out to be the Rolling Stones or or the Beatles or anything. And that actually happened to me because at my youth club that I used to go to when I was about 13, 14 years old, there was a band called The Mockingbirds playing. And they had two guys in it, one called Graham Gouldman and one called Lol Cream. And they went on and had enormous success, not as the Mockingbirds, um, but they called themselves 10CC. Have you ever heard of 10CC? No. Nope. Well, I thought not. There are loads of people from the 70s, like Electric Light Orchestra, Elton John, who get played the whole time. You know, if you ever switch the radio, I, I could pick all sorts of people from the 70s, T-Rex, for instance, and you'd know them. But mm-hmm. 10CC, you wouldn't. So, I've... And, like I say, this, this guy, Graham Gouldman, and uh, Lord Creamer Intense, he actually played at my youth club as the Mockingbirds. Uh, youth
0: clubs? You, well, that's a That's
1: youth club, yeah. Youth club. So I thought we'd play a bit of one of their songs. This was is called, uh, the song might be slightly familiar, so I have a listen. It's called I'm Mandy Fly Me. Just like a rolling stone, I'm outside looking. If your chance came, would you take it? Where on earth do I begin? I'm Any other group that they sound like a little bit?
0: The Beatles? <laughs> See. They sound like a lot of other things, there.
1: Hmm. But you say that, but they were very, very inventive. They did... Uh, oh, yeah, no. They have, probably
0: were... Difficult then. to play
1: 20 seconds because uh, like in the middle of that song, they changed to an entirely different, uh, different tune in yeah. it. So they sort of knitted uh, progressive rock with the Beatles, but there was lots of groups sounded like the Beatles, but they were one of the few groups that actually took the Beatles thing and sort of uh, expa- expanded on it changed it a little bit they were graham gouldman who just played on our youth club lol cream who also did eric stewart and kevin godley and then they split up they were sort of that was the beginnings of art rock i think all these martins who are of my generation will be very familiar with ncc because they did have some hits the only hit you'll be familiar with of theirs is i'm not in love i'm not in love you know that song don't you oh come on you must have heard that no. no, no. Oh, well, I'm glad I've introduced you to 10cc. I do have an album at home, 10cc. And I, <laughs> that was seventy, about 76, I think, that particular track.
0: So my song this week is a song called Busy and Important by Tom Rosenthal. Don't
1: you know how busy and important I am? my God was well, quite good I enjoyed that I, I, th- I tell you what I like about that is the fact that um nice and easy to edit because it just comes in straight off and does what it says it's going to do which, yeah. is, which is good
0: I don't actually think that is the I love Tom Rosenthal like I listen to Tom Rosenthal all the time all his music and I don't think that
1: what do, what do we know about Tom Rosenthal he's That's just
0: like one. an indie I think he he's, lives... not the, he's
1: not the comedian, Tom Rosenthal. No,
0: his videos are very, like, creative and he gets played in a, couple, a few films and stuff, but I don't actually think that that is his strongest song. But it's uh, there's his
1: there's latest, a, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah,
0: there's a song called Go Solo and a song called Have We Met Before, which are my two favourites, and I would have liked to play one of those, but this came out at midnight, so I was really, really excited about his new
1: yeah. new
0: song that came out at midnight.
1: And you're sure it's not Tom Rosenstein the comedian?
0: I'm 100%. Because
1: he's a personal friend. Well, I was on Fighting Talk with him. I
0: think I would know if it was Tom <laughs> Rosenthal, the comedian.
1: Yeah. There's so, but there's so many Rosenthal's. A lot of you know,
0: Rosenthal's.
1: lot of Rosenthal's. Because, I'm just thinking that the number of Rosenthal's that he could be related to. There's Jim, he might
0: be related to some yeah, of them, Well, there's Jim yeah.
1: Rosenthal, who was a, a TV presenter. His son, Tom Rosenthal, who's a comedian. There's Jack Rosenthal, who was a great writer, wrote Coronation Street and then wrote a load of plays, uh, Bar Mitzvah Boy and uh, The Evacuees. Jewish? Uh, uh, might be Jewish. And he was married to Maureen Littman. And his daughter, Amy Rosenthal, another personal friend, has written plays at the West Yorkshire Playhouse. Amy Rosenthal is a playwright. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. So those Ronnie Rosenthal played for Liverpool. And,
0: and um, this week on the Famous Rosenthal <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of Famous Rosenthal's uh, but there. But
0: moving on, because it's not really that interesting or relevant. Why you say that? That was Busy and Important by and Tom important. Rosenthal. And they'll be on the... Spotify playlist.
1: You have some something about the environment, Ruth. I yeah, because you, you asked you love me. The environment. Yeah.
0: Love it. You asked me <laughs> what? Um, you asked me if aged, aged people worries me. You know, like the ageing population worries uh, of me. Japan, yeah. Not, I'm not like scared of old people. I don't see one in the street, and I like jump. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa world! Um, but. What worries me more is the environment. Mm. And so, really interesting article in The Guardian, like an opinion piece. Last month, there was a request to Starbucks and Costa to replace their plastic coffee cups with cups made from cornstarch. Um, and this was retweeted 60,000 times and went completely viral and stuff. But then it was deleted because the people, the person who posted it and all the people who support it, failed to kind of ask about where the cornstarch was coming from. Because obviously, maize is notorious for causing soil erosion don't know whether you knew that dad but it's notorious oh
1: yeah maize it's notorious for causing soil erosion
0: and often requires heavy doses of pesticides and fertilizer so all you're doing is solving the problem of plastic by placing another problem of soil erosion and pesticides and fertilizer with it there's no solution being come to then he said that we can't just address our environmental crisis by swapping one overused resource for another He challenged the the call. Some people asked him because he like tweeted out was so what should we use instead? And his answer was there's no there's not a what should we use instead. There needs to be like a global change of not just using resources and not going out for coffee as Mm. much. Do you know what I mean? It needs to be a more a more wide thing you know you can stay home and you can make yourself a coffee but not the ones that come in those little plastic espresso pods because those are the spawn well, of the George devil George
1: Clooney George Clooney's spawn of the devil with his Nespresso they're terrible
0: though have you seen how much plastic yeah, is in I one have. of those um,
1: although they claim they're making them more environmentally yeah, sound but um, in fairness to Nespresso yeah
0: in, because God, our hearts really do go out to Nespresso Someone else tweeted amongst all the stuff that they said, it comes down, I think, to us each taking responsibility for the personal choices in our everyday lives that that's all of us can be expected to do. But he was saying, you're completely mistaken by saying that it's not each of us doing stuff that we're responsible for in our daily lives, not using tote bags instead of plastic bags, not using reusable cups. There needs to be a big, wide change of the whole population stopping eating meat do you know what i mean there needs to be more wide more big stuff and he said again about the bags and the plastic bottles and stuff especially for the ocean the greater majority of these anyway arise in poorer nations without good disposal systems so we're not really the ones we are but not massively the ones who are even putting. Yeah, in but a don't lot you think
1: plastic. when you when you say, oh, you know, just not eating, not going out for coffee, or not using plastic bags, that's not going to help. We need something much bigger. That is an excuse to just carry on going no, to Starbucks, yes, getting I your get coffee, you. and just carry on living as you are living. I
0: do understand that. I think that there needs to be two things: is that everyone needs to use reusable bags and not go out and for like um one one use say, the so, uh, but, but then also there needs to be I think his was more of a call to like governments to actually start doing stuff that's that is impossible to do being just one person. But we also need to do the one person stuff. In my opinion, he's a little bit too harsh to people who are like doing their best. And I think that is all that and I don't disagree with the stuff that's like all you can be expected to do is your best in your everyday life. But I think that there does need to be a recognisation that life, your life well, will talk about have care Well, let's talk
1: about the meat. thing. I'm looking back to when I was your age, right? So when I, when I was your age, 50 years ago, people ate meat. You no, know, there was, you know, there were a few vegetarians, but it, it wasn't a huge thing. Vegetarianism. George Bernard Shaw, Hitler, few people were vegetarians, <laughs> but that was about it. But people, nobody went out and got a coffee. You know, if you wanted a coffee, you put a spoonful of Nescafe in a cup and you made a coffee. That was how people had a coffee. Uh, When you went out of the shops, you took your shopping bag with you and uh, your mum would give you a list and you'd go and uh, buy what was on the list. You wouldn't sort of overconsume. consume So I think, it, it seems to me that it's not a meat isn't the issue. But
0: there is, no, there is a massive issue with meat of just the fact that it, and it's not about the meat and it's not about the killing of animals. It's about how much, how many resources that you have to give to the animals.
1: But I think what you're trying and to And how do...
0: McDonald's by parts, even though they say that they don't anymore and they use all British beef, but the, the beef that they use in other parts of the world, they cut down the rainforest and they put the animals in there and then the animals wash away all, because in the rainforest there's a very thin layer of soil it's not a thick layer of soil and then once you cut down the trees, all the rain washes the soil away and that soil won't grow back it can't grow cheese again and then mcdonald's have just got to move all their cows into another part of the rainforest
1: yes but that's not that's mcdonald's that's not sort of eating meat generally you know we've farms through other countries and i also think see i'm i've no particular it doesn't bother me either way i could be like i mean often i go weeks without eating meat because you know you eat fish if i'm at home i'll eat fish and if i go out I'll eat fish, sort of thing, but which then got, is really bad, is really you've got bad fish because you've got the oceans and, and the sea all that and like
0: seafood. You it's know, it's being overfished. It's been yeah. overfished, yeah. and um though he kind of calls out David Attenborough, on Blue Planet, for not sort of he showed the Norwegian um fish prawn farms or whatever farms. You call them farms, yeah. yeah if in the the ocean, for, you farm you? prawns, yeah. For, f- prawn farms, but the ones that are in recovery, not the ones where we're completely destroying the. Yeah ocean. But basically
1: he so just says that... So about David Attenborough? Yeah. This sounds to me like a bit of a sort of a high and mighty holier than thou guardian piece. Yeah, it is
0: a bit <laughs> like that. But I think there, there are some interesting stuff of just saying that it is about more than just using different coffee cups. And he says that defending the planet means changing the world.
1: Let's lighten it up, Ruth. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Waitrose has been uh, widely mocked for its list of student store cupboard essentials.
0: Oh, these are going to be ridiculous! I bet it doesn't say pot noodles, does it? It does not
1: say pot noodles. These are Waitrose uh, because you're going to university and you'll be you'll be having next year. Hopefully, if I get in, if you get in, so you're going to university next year. If you get in, I'm sure you will get in, and you'll want the essentials for your store cupboard, which you've already identified as pot noodles. Waitrose likes to differ waitress doesn't say pot noodles their essentials include rose harissa paste organic <laughs> yeah organic cider vinegar organic soy sauce and marigold swiss vegetable bouillon powder
0: Oh, I did see someone say about bouillon powder, actually. Yeah,
1: well, it basically is oxo. Yeah, what is bouillon? It's oxo cubes. It's it's stock.
0: Soy sauce would be, not organic, but just soy sauce would be a cupboard essential. Well, I'll tell you what
1: would be useful, a cupboard essential for you, would be vegetable stock cubes. So those are the... Yeah, but I don't... If you're making some vegetable stew, you'd I'm not going to make
0: vegetable stew. I'll make a pasta bake, maybe.
1: Right. Well, if you make a pasta bake, vegetable stock cube would be good. It's, it's got a bit of salt in it, a few herbs, and that's yeah, sort Yeah, of I guess so. Yeah, um, and that's basically what marigold Swiss well, vegetable. It. Have you never seen an ox? Seen no, I've month? seen an
0: oxo cube. Obvi- oh my gosh, acting like I'm not seeing that cube. I mean, on top, like. Undissolved in water, though. Do
1: you know when they just like sprinkled on top? When this on pat- goes on the, when this goes, I'm going
0: to get so much abuse no, for not, not. knowing no, what an oxo cube, oxo cube is. I know, I know, you know, I know what an oxo cube is, obviously. But when
1: it goes out on the internet, my friend Matt Hall, who puts it on the internet, usually likes to pull a quote out of yours, and I'm definitely, I definitely predict this week the quote he pulls out was, "I've seen an oxo cube." <laughs> will be the quote this week anyway so uh, this this is a posh oxo cube the marigold swiss vegetable bouillon powder which is sounds like a vegetable stock cube the vinegar is aspal organic cider vinegar costs more than regular vinegar no you don't say yes it does
0: sarsen's vinegar is that you, the same thing you just
1: stick to sarsen's vinegar and uh, oxo vegetable stock cubes you'll be fine is
0: um is that all they say on the list you can't really the, make a meal out of a stock cube with no, soy sauce.
1: know uh, they're cupboard essentials. Ah, so then you would go out and buy fresh whatever you'd, you'd make. Top you'd top up with
0: you'd, your fresh pasta and stuff. You'd
1: buy pasta and all that stuff. Obviously, you'd buy it from Waitrose. Do you have a meme of the week?
0: Yes. This is really more of just a tweet than a meme, but it was on Instagram, so I'm counting it. Um, what if Mars has water on it Because we used to live there And we messed up the climate so bad That we had to send an escape pod to Earth With only Adam and Eve in it And the pod was the astro- asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs
1: What about that? Do you like that thought?
0: Yeah, I like it mm.
1: you, Just before we leave Altogether we, We've no Made in Chelsea That's finished Made
0: in Chelsea is finished mm. for the But we did persona. watch
1: uh, a little bit of the what's the, it circle. the Circle The which... Circle I
0: need to watch the end of it Because I, I was too late And then I didn't get to watch the end of it but, um, it's, but basically,
1: the premise. I mean, the, the actual show itself it's is not as interesting as the premise.
0: The, the premise is really good. It's a sty- it's a it's a kind of Big Brother style show focused on social media, where people compete for fifty thousand pounds in a popularity competition, um, decided by how they come across on this social media called the Circle, and they never meet each other face to face. The contest will see the contestants rate one another as the least liked faces, being blocked in inverted commas mm. and removed from the circle so it's kind of like last man standing a bit so, as well yeah
1: voted out really yeah um, but when I saw it uh, I thought to myself this is really just uh, a combination of blind date um, it's, it's an update blind date and we take me to, out
0: I think we need to give it a little bit we'll more, a chance, a little more chance just to see yeah. whether some because there was that one girl who was like, "I'm making up a whole different person yeah, was to make mildly. people like That was mildly
1: me. interesting, but the, the but the, then
0: I think there was going to be another interesting bit, but then we stopped watching it because some football was on.
1: Yeah, but the lad from uh, Norwich was so much a take me out con- you know, he Oh came, yeah, yeah, he exactly. Came on and he said,
0: I think this I like is the my problem. Like and- it was a bit like Big Brother in that the original Big Brother when they did it, what was it in Norway or Sweden or something? No,
1: it was it was a Dutch format. I think first Endemol,
0: and it was a really like gritty.
1: Program yeah, that was
0: a, could have been that, but yeah. they just haven't. It didn't But look then like you it don't get me. people to watch that way. So. It
1: looked to me like the sort of bit of the fag end of a genre. Ruthie, that will probably do us for this week. Yeah. But we need to do the housekeeping, the reminders.
0: Oh, um, the, you can email us, and the email is martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Well, we do like getting the emails. We do. Martin martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And you can go over to Spotify and search Martin and Ruth and find our profile. Or search Ruthie, me and my dad, and that will take you straight to the playlist.
1: And that will be all the tunes, including today's 10cc and Tom Rosenthal. Yeah. And uh, do rate us and reviewers, and thank you very much indeed for listening.